The United Nations estimates tens of thousands of people leave Eritrea every month, fleeing one of the most repressive states in the world. One of those was Abaddon Bayeni. He left the African nation in 2014, arriving in Cambridgeshire last year after a perilous three-year journey that included traversing the Sahara and sailing across the Mediterranean. I met Abaddon at the altogether different surroundings of Northampton's Park Run, where he's fast becoming one of the most promising young athletes around. But what was his life like four years ago? And how did he come to swap his mountainous birthplace of Adi Samid for Northamptonshire? In Eritrea, there is no freedom. That is why I came here. I was in school from first to fifth grade. After that, the military were looking for me and I had to run away to Sudan. Life was not good in Eritrea. There was danger to my life and I was afraid of dying. You left Eritrea and you went to Sudan. Did you always intend to come to England? No. No, I wasn't planning to come here. I left Eritrea and went to Sudan. From Sudan, I went to Libya. We passed through the Sahara Desert. It was a very hard life. Then I tried to cross the sea, entered Italy and then France. In France, there were a lot of older people. They were talking about coming here to the UK and I followed them. Life was very difficult and I was trying to survive. Life was full of risks, but thank God we arrived here. Now, thank God, we are living a normal life. You spoke earlier about fearing death. Why was that? Did you have to join the army in Eritrea? Yeah, yeah. Yes, there was mandatory military service. That is why I left. Is that normal normal practice for people in Eritrea? How, how frightening is that for, for you? Or was that for you? Damn. Yes, very, very. Abaddon is often reticent to go into detail about his homeland or his journey. His friends and experts on refugees tell me such reluctance is not uncommon. Eritreans often don't want to criticise their homeland or spend too much time remembering journeys which can bring back disturbing memories. Journalist Michaela Rong, who has written a history of the country, told me military service in Eritrea is open-ended involves hard labour, such as building bridges or roads for a pittance in terms of pay. When Abaddon talks to me about the people he travelled with, he simply calls them older people. He insists that he left without his parents' knowledge and that they didn't pay human traffickers to transport him. Abaddon says he fell in with a group of his countrymen who looked after him, although he does say that someone did pay for him to cross the sea from Libya to Italy. It was a trip he's described as terrible. I came from Sudan across the Sahara Desert to Libya and then crossed the sea. It was dangerous. They sent us on a wooden boat and we were 36 hours on the sea. So, so dangerous. It was a terrible time. Thank God we entered Italy. We were very distressed. Thank God we are past that now. Now we can live our lives. You were very young when you left Eritrea, I think only 14. Uh, and you had to go through this journey, you, you, you must have been very scared. I didn't understand anything of what they were planning. I was young and I wasn't aware of what was going on. People were just leaving and I followed them. That must have been an overwhelming experience. Normally when 
your 14, 15 years, you're at school doing normal things and you were off doing this incredible journey. Was it quite overwhelming? I was following the people who were going out. I just followed them. Even in the Sahara Desert, when I came, they put me in the front and they felt companionship towards me. Thank God they gave me food as well. I was young and I was suffering for food. I saw people dying in front of me. We entered Libya and had a lot of tests and trials. When I remember that journey, I think about how risky it was. During that trip, there were some particularly incredible parts of it. The boat journey and the journey on the truck uh, from France to, to England. Can you tell me a little bit more about those? We were travelling by sea for 36 hours. The boat was broken in the sea. We were 640 people. After 36 hours, they took us out from the sea and they escorted us back. We returned now. It was our third attempt when we made it. We took a train from Italy to France. Then, with the truck, I waited with a friend of mine. We entered the lorry. After that, police found us when we were in England. Outside of our interview, his running coach, Peter Currington, tells me Abaddon escaped certain death when he was turned away from one boat, which subsequently sank, killing all of those on board. Once in Europe, he simply followed those people he'd fallen in with. When he was picked up by police at Cambridgeshire, he said it was a huge relief. It had been a long trip, 12 hours, and was late in the evening. They were very respectful. I was very happy. They gave us some food, they gave us a place to rest and a medical checkup. Thanks to God, we were in good hands. I appreciate what they did and thank them so much. I felt so much relief. And did you realise at the time that that was the end of your journey? We came off the truck. The last 12 hours we had been stuck on it. And it was a long trip. And yes, that was how I felt. This was the end of the journey. How often, if at all, during that trip did you feel that you might not make it that that um, you'd either have to go back to Eritrea or that you even that you felt that you might be killed. I was often thinking I am going to die. It was risky. I was thinking in my head I don't know how I'm going to make it. I was worried about being taken back. There were trials and tests. Could I make it? There was a lot of risk and fear, especially in Libya. Why why particularly Libya? The people there don't respect others. They're like mafias. They don't respect people. There was no respect for others or the law. These days, Abaddon has swapped stowing away on a truck over the English Channel for the front seat of a car on the way to running events all around the country. This is him singing one of his home nation's songs to lighten the journey. Abaddon has blasted round Northampton's five-kilometre park run in a blistering time of 15 minutes, 37 seconds. His great hope now is that his future will have more of Mo Farah than the military about it. Thank you.